there and welcome to what is effectively season two of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. I am Peter Greenwood and I've, it's been a while since I've done one of these. It's been a while. Uh, took a bit of a break. Mental health reasons, you all understand. But that means this is effectively season two and what a season I've got for you ahead. Even though it's not really a season because the show just keeps on going and going and going like a never-ending circle. It just is going to eat me alive and kill me and drain my precious life force energy. But enough of that, let's talk about this weekend when I was at the Songwriters Uncovered series and I interviewed many great people and I thought this would be a good place to restart the podcast, to bring you all in. And the first person whose interview I'm going to play is Sheila McKay-Jones. Now, some of you may remember Sheila as a guest of Live on the Peter Greenwood Show, the live music special series that I do. I love doing that special series. It's a lot of fun. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's it's, it's a real good time. So I caught up with Sheila, who's also the event organiser for the Songwriters Uncovered series, and I spoke to her about how the event got started. Take a listen. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and as I have said, we are at the Songwriters Uncovered series, and the lady who puts it all together is a previous guest on the show. She is returning. Hello, Sheila McKay-Jones. How are you? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? I am very well, thanks. That's great. Let's talk about well, let's see what you've been up to since last time you were on the show, because last time you were on, we talked about the Hannah Hawkswell mm-hmm. docu- uh, performance piece you're putting together. Yeah. And we're here at the Songwriters Uncovered series. Let's talk about the Songwriters Uncovered series. Because <laughs> that's what we're, we're here for. Yeah. How did the idea start? How long has it been going for? I came up with the idea um, in the middle of 2016. And so I started speaking to people about it then. Um, I have had become really aware that there were lots of songwriters um, just here locally who never really got to do their own songs to an attentive audience. They were usually doing pub gigs and the demand was always for covers. And so I just felt that they were writing some really good stuff and it wasn't being heard. So that was why I came up with the idea. And what was the first one like? Do you remember who was on the bill, that first one? The first one? Um, oh, <laughs> seems so long ago now. It was in March 2017 and there was myself and my husband Mark and I think we had Bill Wilkie from Dunoon and Pauline Valence uh, from Beath and Emma Durkin from Ayrshire, who both play the Clarsach, because I do remember that we opened with two Clarsach on stage that night. Obviously, I know what it is, but what is yeah. a, a Clarsach? That's a Scottish harp. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's not as big as a, an orchestral harp, um, but it's not... It's not a wee small one either. So, um, yeah, it's it's just a nice size. <laughs> portable. Yeah, <laughs> fairly portable, yeah. yeah. And what I'm enjoying about this is it's the spirit of music distilled. Because yeah. looking at the stage, it's a black curtain, it's the performers sitting in a row, and their guitars or their pianos, as the case may be tonight. Yeah. And that's it. No, that's it. Mm-hmm. No hiding behind anything, it's just performance. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it just really, it, it's it's stripped back, if you like, and it means that the focus is actually on the lyrics. 
that the that the writer has come up with and the melody, obviously. Um, sometimes, you know, we have people on who are used to working together. So, you know, you may find sometimes that someone joins in with their instrument or with vocal harmonies or both. Um, and we, we'll certainly be having some of that going on at the finale tonight. Let's talk about what is coming up tonight. Who mm-hmm. is on the bill tonight? Well, we have three people who have played Songwriters Uncovered from the start, as well as myself. So we have Mark Jones, my husband, and Jan Harper, and Joe McMahon. So they're all Songwriters Uncovered series old-timers, if you like. And then we have three brand new people to Songwriters Uncovered, but still very experienced musicians. Um, some much more mus- experienced. And uh, so we have Claire Tierney Nelson, who's originally, well, I I think actually from what she said tonight, she is originally from Argyll, but then lived in in Glasgow for, or that area for a long time. And then recently she's moved back to Argyll. And then we have Gary Anderson, who's come all the way down from Montrose, and he's a well-seasoned performer. And we have Jude Harron for the first time as well, who's a local local girl who I hadn't heard of, and she was recommended by one of the previous Songwriters Uncovered series artists. That was Colin, wasn't it? That was Colin, yeah. Who has also done Colin a live, Bell. On, uh-huh. done a live yeah. on the show, yeah. Or Fallen Arches, yep. as he likes to be known by. Just like Gary likes to be known by Kin Aber Junction. There I've got go. that right this time. <laughs> <laughs> And what's your favourite part about seeing about this whole event that you do? It's the variety and it's also it's also the camaraderie. It's the relationships that build up, not just between the artists, but also between the artists and the audience. Um, you know, that people remember who they've heard and they want to hear them again. They come to the next one and they maybe ask... Do we happen to have any CDs by someone who was at a previous performance or where can they get them? So it's that it's building up that network of singer-songwriters and their audience as well. It's just wonderful. Um, and the variety, I think, in any given night as well, musically, the variety is just wonderful. So, you know, the fact that you're hearing a different artist each song and there's at least six songs to be heard from different artists before we go back to the, the first artist again. It just makes it very enjoyable for the audience. Um, so they're, they're hearing such a variety of styles, of subject matter, of life experience. When you go and you listen to one person, you've got one person's life experience. But when you've got half a dozen people sharing the stage in this way, you've got very varied life experiences coming out in the the songs that they're writing. Which is one of the beautiful things about music, because music is about storytelling, it's about sharing life stories, and when you can get an event like this, it's, as you said, all different varieties, all walks of life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about the Hannah Hawkswell do- uh, performance. I keep on going to call it a documentary, because we <laughs> talked about the documentaries last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about it, because... You've 
gotten permission from the Hawkswell estate? Yes, we, we got permission from them. And since then, we've also now got a seven-day run at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe with PBH's Free Fringe. That's Peter Buckley Hill's Free Fringe, which is the original Free Fringe festival at the Edinburgh uh, Festival. So we're really, really delighted that we've got this seven-day run that's at four o'clock every day from the 4th of August to the 10th of August in the street in Edinburgh, which is near the Edinburgh Playhouse. That's a fantastic piece of news. Yeah. What's How far away, how far along is the project now? Well, we're at the stage now of um, picking out the clips from the documentary that we would like to use in the video backdrop. Um, And I've registered with ITV Archives. So once we've finalised the clips we want to use, we need to then get a licence from them to use those clips. And then we can put them together along with um, some of the accompaniment for the songs that I've written. Um, and maybe with some other music, although the, there may be enough music in the documentaries um, in, the, in those clips uh, for us. But we, we may decide to incorporate some other music, maybe favourite songs um, of Hannah's, like um, Moonlight and Roses, for example, was one of her favourite songs. Um, and we may even get the audience to sing along to something like that. Um, it's... It's still slightly fluid. We we know what we're doing in that we have we have a certain number of songs written, we have a certain number of pieces of poetry written, and we have clips, video clips picked out, and now we just need to put those together um, and really finalise the order that everything should be coming forward in. So the jigsaw is finally taking yeah. shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How terrified are you to do it at the fringe? <laughs> Um, the the t- terror hasn't set in yet. I'm sure it will as we approach the fringe. At the moment, we're just really excited, really, really excited. We will reach a point where we'll be terrified. Hopefully, that will happen a couple of weeks in advance um, of the fringe, and we will have been able to peel ourselves down from the ceiling again, um, just in nice time to be able to do the performance confidently um, and and give it our best. Um, nerves are good. It's good to be nervous about performing because it makes you do your best. But you do want that peak of nerves to pass by before it's time for you to go on stage. <laughs> Being nervous is okay. Being debilitatingly nervous yeah, is not okay. That's that's the thing, yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the Hannah Hawkswell because since we have spoke, I've looked her up and done a bit of wow. research on her. So that's great. The word so that's is spreading. already a positive from it before we've even uh, performed the show. Yeah. And yeah. I th- I think the audience really enjoyed the special we did. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Sheila, I can't thank you enough for your time again today. Thanks very much. Thank, thank you. you. It's really good to catch up with you again. And you. Thank you. Next up is Gary Anderson, who also goes by the stage name Kinneber Junction. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And I spoke to him on the stage before everything started, and it was really nice. It was nice to just sit on the stage and chat to people, which is something I've done a bunch of. I've done a bunch of interviews on stages at various venues. So this is my interview with Gary Anderson. Could I start by asking you your name and what you do, please? 
I'm Gary Anderson. Uh, I play under the, the name Knaver Junction because uh, I got fed up with folk looking for dart demonstrations at my gigs. So. Um, and uh, a singer-songwriter from Montrose up on the east coast of Scotland. This is the Peter Greenwood Show and my guest is Gary. How are you, Gary? You well? Very well. Let's talk a little bit about your musical history. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I've been playing in bands now probably, well, what am I now? Uh, I'll not say how old I am, but it's, it's, it's 35 years plus that I've been playing in bands now. Yeah, that's a considerable time. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And what's what keeps drawing you back to music? Is it something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, I, I, um, I've, my, my dad was a musician as well. He was a drummer that... Uh, and singer, so um, there was there was music all the time as I was growing up, um, and uh, as I say, I've been playing in bands since I was at the school, and um, it, it's it's something I always float back to, uh, or, or I've never really left, to be perfectly honest. Let's talk about how your musical process begins, because you're a songwriter as well, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're writing a song, mm-hmm. does it begin with the lyri- lyrics or the music? Um, it's one of those questions that you always get asked, and uh, I always struggle to answer it because there was there's never a sort of set pattern for me. But um, a, a couple of years ago, it came up. It's actually the idea for the song that comes first for me. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a prolific writer. You know, I don't. I don't sit down every day and and write something. Um, I, I just wait for an idea, something to come along that. I, yeah, I want to write about that, and that's that tends to be the way that I, I, I work and just take it from there. And then t- the actual writing of the song, will probably be. You know, sometimes the lyrics will come first. Sometimes the the uh, the music um a lot of the time it's just a mix of both at the same time and how long does it take to go from the idea in your head to a fully formed finished product <laughs> it can be anything from 10 15 minutes um up to well my longest at the uh, uh, to date was 13 years <laughs> That's that's quite a that was a that was a that was a while. <laughs> what was that song that took thirteen years to do? It was a song called "Your Memory Lives On." Um, I sat down to write it after my dad passed away, uh, and basically tried too hard to write it, um, and it kept coming back to it, and it was it never really felt right, and then kind of forgot about the idea, and then just. I was walking along St Cyrus Beach uh, one day, and by the end, I'd walk, by the time I'd walked along the beach, the song was there in my head. I knew exactly how it was going to sound, and and had most of the the lyrics in my head. What kind of songs do you generally write about? What kind of musician are you? Um, it's, there's a, there's a mix. Um, I've done I do some about uh, sort of Scottish history. Um, I've done some that have just come from maybe a line that I've read in a book, um, some from actual, based on, on books I've read, there are a couple like that, it's just just a real mix of stuff. Um, I, I do the sort of solo singer-songwriter stuff, I've got a full five-piece band that does my solo stuff as well, and I also play in a, a Celtic rock band um, called Journey North, 
and some of the more sort of historical based songs, they're they've taken them on board and and we've started doing them as well. So, yeah, a real mixed bag. <laughs> What's it like being in a historical rock band? I have to ask about that. Um, it's 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 a bit different, you know. It's, it's, we, we we always joke on stage now when we're introducing the songs. Now pay attention because there's questions at the end. <laughs> Have you ever handed out a questionnaire? No, no, no. We've never gone that far. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> so, what do you enjoy? This is kind of a broad question, because I've, I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. I can't play music to save my life. If you put a gun to my head and said, write me a song, you'd have to pull the trigger. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be gone. But when you're playing live, uh-huh. what's... Uh, it sounds kind of vague to say, what's your favourite thing about it? But what do you enjoy about playing live? What's the live experience like for you? Um, well, it, it, again, it just depends because I play a lot of different kinds of gigs. Um, everything from sort of noisy pub gigs when you, you you could you could just be a jukebox in the corner sort of thing, right through, a, you, you know, full-on um, rock shows, which, which um, you know... It, 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 it's it's a totally different, but you and you get something different from the different types of gigs. You know, I would, to be perfectly honest, I would rather play a half a dozen folk that are really listening to the songs and appreciating them than a packed pub. That's that's you know, you, like I say, you'd be as well being a jukebox. Yeah, when it's just kind of Friday, Saturday night, and people yeah. aren't really yeah. focusing. Yeah. Does that ever get demoralising? Um, occasionally, but I've, I've, to be perfectly honest, I, I do a lot less of those types of gigs than I used to. Um, you know, they're they're great fun uh, with the right kind of band. You know, I did play in cover bands for for a lot of years, and you know, when when that when that kicks in, it is absolutely great fun as well. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm certainly not putting that side of, of music down, um, but uh, I've just I've just wanted to sort of take a back step from that and, and, and concentrate more on original music. Let me ask more about your original music and specifically mm-hmm. about shows like this because mm-hmm. this is the Uncovered series. Why do you think shows like this are as popular as they are and what do you think the future is for them? Um, well, this this is actually the, the first one I've done like this. You know, I've, yeah. I've done a sort of few folk clubs and things like this, uh, but um, I've, I, I met Sheila... Um, Oh, few, quite a few years now ago now uh, at Celtic Connections, and we've kept in touch. Um, and uh, I've I've always given her a wee prod now and again. You know, if there's ever a space on the on the uncovered series for for me, just give me a shout because I'd love to do it. Because I, I like this idea. You know, where it's it, it is just the essence of songs. There's no there's no there's nothing sort of getting hidden by a big band arrangements or anything. It's it's pure and simply just a just you know as I used to say, one man in his guitar sort of thing or, or one man in his mandolin for one song tonight as well. I, I should describe what we're looking at. I, I did so earlier in the show, but again, if you're just joining us, we are backstage at the Songwriters Uncovered series, and looking ahead is just a black curtain, some chairs, and some instruments. That's all it is. It's music distilled. It's yep. the essence of performance. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's uh, really, really looking forward to tonight. It should be a good night, shouldn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. Gary, where can people find out more about you online? Right. Um, uh, my... So as I said, a couple of different things on the go at just now. My 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 main site uh, for my solo stuff is uh, uh, www dot 
can uh, reverbnation.com forward slash Knaber Junction and Knaber spelt K-I-N-N-A-B-E-R uh, and the, the Celtic rock side of things with Journey North uh, that's uh, journeynorth.com and we're going to lead out with one of your songs, but I'm going to let you pick which one. Which song would Ooh, you like to pick? Wow. Well, I think it, it'll have, it would have to be uh, the title track of my, my last solo album, the, the, the Kinever Junction one. It's called Looking at the Tracks. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Next person I spoke to was Joe McMahon, and I actually interviewed him at the end of a show in the dressing room when everything was being taken apart and the stage was being struck. And it was nice to sit and talk to Joe, and maybe in the future we'll hear a little bit more from Joe, I can't say, but you know. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know exactly what I'm saying. Don't pretend you don't. So this is Joe McMahon. Could I start by asking you your name and... This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and we're still backstage at the Songwriters Uncovered series. Hello, Joe. Hi, hi Peter. I got it that time, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Fantastic. How are you tonight? Are you well? Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your songwriting history, how long you've been in music for, and yeah. and what what you like about it. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of been writing songs for quite a long time, um, but... I didn't start actually writing songs until I was about 26, you know, there's a rope my kind of, I think I had a wee kind of preamble in my teens, tried to write things, but they didn't really, um, you know, they weren't very good. Um, yeah, so I started writing songs when I was about 26, but didn't really know what to, to do with them. Um, and then I, I, I kind of seen a thing in the the Glasgow Herald, I think it was, an advert for the Glasgow songwriters. So I went up there really with the idea of seeing if I could get somebody to to sing them. Um, I'm a, I was a reluctant performer, you know, I did say, I, but um, the guy said, but, uh, no, that's not going to happen, and there's no point in writing songs if you're just keeping them a wee bit. So uh, if you want to come up and play, you can play. So that was my first kind of public performance was at the Glasgow Songwriters and Blackfriars uh, it was back then um, What was that experience like? It was nerve wracking it, uh, it was really nerve wracking the first time um, I, th- I think with the uh, car had broke down in the way there and uh, me and my pal were kind of like sitting in the car waiting for the <laughs> guy to arrive he arrived we uh, got it started we just arrived. That was the the open mic spot thing. So they had a they had a classical song. It was a club, but they had an open spot in the middle of it. And um, we just arrived, and I uh, said to the guy, "What? Well, car broke down. I'm just here." And he said, well, "That's the last guy in the open spot. So if you want to go in, you have to go in now." I was like, "Can I not get a drink or something?" Like, no. He went. So it was really literally in. And on yeah. the stage. And you were thrown was, into it. Yeah, and I'd never had any experience of um, playing through a PA or anything before, so I could hear uh, myself singing really loud, but I couldn't hear a guitar. And I didn't know this was a, a normal thing, you know. So <laughs> I ended up bashing hell with a guitar, 
and singing quiet. <laughs> so I come off for this. this how, how did that go? So it was okay, but you, you could hardly hear what you're singing. <laughs> it was dead loud. So. Obviously, you've grown and changed since then. As yeah, a, I'm a bit more experience. Uh, yeah, um, through it. But honest, I don't play through a proper PA that that much. I don't gig that much. Uh, I do this. I do what festival things and um, mostly when I'm out playing I'm at a kind of folky sessions where we're you know sitting around the room it's just all acoustic you know we're yeah. not using a PA or anything um, I suppose I should get out and uh, gig more and try you know uh, get that experience but, um, uh, it's just find, finding time yeah real life does tend to get in my way quite yeah. a lot yeah. <laughs> It does. The other thing is uh, pub gigs and stuff tend to want you to be playing covers if you're not yeah. so interested in that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the live gigs or the kind of original music gigs or what. Uh, I think there's more now, though. When I started doing this, um, you know, there was virtually nowhere to go and play your own songs apart from like, songwriters clubs, but now there's quite a lot of kind of things um, opening up, you know. Which is a good thing, which is one of the reasons I like this songwriting series, because it is just music, it's yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah, it's all original songs, yeah. Um, to me, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing covers, and we'll, we'll go to the kind of boat club session, whatever, and play covers, um, because you know that people want to hear stuff that yeah. they, they know, you know, nobody's want to, no matter how good the songs are, nobody wants to sit and listen to songs that they've never heard before all night. But the uh, so other side of that is, if you don't get playing uh, new songs, then nobody gets them, you know, it's only through getting to hear them that they'll, they'll get to know them, you know. And then once they do it, if you play a song of your own often enough, people get to to know it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, I think sometimes you don't like doing that because you feel that there's a pressure to play different stuff and, you know, you, you don't want it to just be known for what, oh, you do them <laughs> two songs uh, yeah. all the time. So, yeah, so I try and come up with different stuff each time I'm doing this and, you know, which, to be honest, is a bit of a stretch, I think, uh, from back the next time um, I may just do older songs that are, you know, <laughs> that I've already got in the bag um, because um, when you're doing your stuff you're I think there's more pressure to remember the lyrics and chords you know the, yeah yeah. rather than if it's stuff you've been doing for a long time you, you can do it without thinking about it Joe where can people find more about you online and find your music um, well you can get me on Facebook my Facebook page is uh, Joe McMahon forward slash Raging Thirst it's Raging Thirst is the title of one of my songs. I also have a YouTube channel, um, which, to be honest, I've, I've don't upload to that regularly, and I, I only start putting up videos a wee while ago. But I'm I'm trying to do it more often, um, and uh, I could really do with more subscribers. So if anybody's listening and uh, they would like to subscribe, um, I've got a few the uh, track wee video of tracks that I've made myself and uh, a couple of things, me just singing. I've got a cover of Jenny of Old Stones from Game of Thrones and i also done a wee parody song about the, the show, uh, just just for a laugh, you know, just yeah. to put it on there. Um, and I, I actually quite enjoy making the wee um, videos of making up bits. Uh, again, it's a time thing, um, but um, that's something I kind of want to focus on is getting more of that 
Because uh, to be honest, people aren't really buying CDs so much now, so I think online is probably just to get your stuff out there and get yourself, you know, that's the way to get, get known kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, the, I mean, I've had a bit of radio play in the past, but to be honest, I'm my own worst enemy. Um, I get tracks played in Radio Scotland and I was working in Aberdeen at the time and I was like, I, I can't really follow up on this, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it, and I suppose maybe that's the kind of thing you, you've got to say, right, I'm chucking this, I'm getting a bit, and the strength of a couple of radio plays, you know, I think you need something more to, to go on than that, but um, uh, yeah, it, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've got a YouTube channel and uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, I've got some stuff in SoundCloud as well, if you just search for, I think it's uh, Joe McMahon Guruk. There's a few Joe McMahons, so there's a uh, uh, YouTube thing as well. If you're looking on YouTube, search for Joe McMahon. Uh, <laughs> Jenny of Old Stones might be a good one, um, because uh, there's a lot of Joe McMahons <laughs> on that as well. So. Joe, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. As I walk with my thoughts on the beach, where I happen to be. And finally, this is my interview with Judd Harron. She's a singer-songwriter from Gurukh. And I interviewed her also before everything kicked off, but I couldn't interview her on the stage like I did with Gary because the stage was be- the, the theatre was being opened and people were coming in. And so what I had to do is I had to drag her around the Beacon Theatre looking for a quiet enough place. And we found this little corridor... And so we thought, yeah, it would be fine. There was a bit of an echo, which explains the echo in the background. And people kept on coming in and out of the corridor. And it was quite good fun. But this is my interview with Judd Harron. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and we're continuing the interviews backstage at the Songwriters Uncovered series. And I'm here with Jude. Hello, Jude. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. So let's talk about how long you've been doing music for. What is your kind of origin story in music? Okay, yeah. Um, I probably was singing before I could talk. I started piano lessons when I was around nine, um, and I've taught myself a bit of guitar in the past few years. Um, but yeah, singing has been my, my number one love since I was young. And this is kind of a broad question. What do you enjoy most about singing over playing instruments? Uh, that's quite a difficult one. Um, but, but singing to me allows me to express myself um, even more so than, than playing because, you know, the feeling of singing is coming from, from deep inside. <laughs> as cheesy as that might sound. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite kind of song to sit and write? Because you're a songwriter as well, aren't you? Yes. That's why music. everybody's here to be a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to be honest, I don't really have a particular genre that's my favourite. Um, I guess most of my songs are kind of either humorous or uh, love related. Um, but yeah, I've not got a particular style, just kind of whatever I feel like on the day. And what is your songwriting process? How long does it take you from when you've got the idea to having a fully formed finished product? Uh, that can vary. Sometimes I'll have an idea and I can sit and write a song um, in the space of a couple of hours. 
Uh, sometimes I'll have an idea for lyrics that I'll write down um, and then the ideas further <laughs> and dribs and drabs come in dribs and drabs. So it just depends. Sometimes it takes me months, sometimes it takes me minutes. When you're writing a song, Again, this is probably kind of a broad question. Who are you writing it for? Are you writing it for you to get it out, to get out your feelings and your thoughts, or are you aiming it towards anybody specific? Uh, again, a kind of mixture. Mostly it's for me. Um, it's kind of therapeutic for me to get some words down on paper and, and to, to let out how I feel about certain situations. Obviously, it's nice when people appreciate your music, um, but I would say first and foremost, it's it's my way of of getting some feelings out. And when you've got your feelings out, I I this is got, this is turning into a counselling session. <laughs> are you able to? <laughs> I'm fully, okay. <laughs> are you full, able to fully let go of what you've written about once it's out there in the world? Um, sometimes it can take a while. If it's been something that's particularly affected me, then it can. It can take a while to get over. Um, sometimes I'll find myself singing a song that I've written years ago and it brings back the emotions. Uh, but sometimes it's just a case of I remember the feeling and I put the feeling into the song, but I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. What is your favourite song that you've ever written? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I don't think I've got a favourite song. I do have a favourite lyric. Okay. If you're interested in yes, that. Please. <laughs> the favourite lyric that I've ever written is I'd pour my heart out to you if I thought your glass was empty. I thought that was quite witty. That's really, that's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd pour my glass out to you if I thought your heart what is it again? I'd pour my heart out to you if I thought your glass was empty. You could sell that as a tattoo. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. You <laughs> Do you think anyone would get it? I think many people would get it. <laughs> Do you enjoy writing music like that? Because you said you enjoy kind of funny songs as well. Yeah, yeah. So again, when I was at uni, um, I wrote, well, I co-wrote um, a sort of song cycle and it was kind of taking the mickey out of um, myself and my friend who wrote it with me. We were both kind of poking fun at situations that we've been in. Um, so I do enjoy the kind of humorous sides of making a fool of yourself as well as the kind of more emotional, like, this is really heartbreaking and I need to get it out sort of, <laughs> sort of songs. It just really depends. As a songwriter, when you're doing one of these live performances, one of the live gigs, how do you decide what to put on your set list? Uh, to be honest, it, it depends how long I've got. Um, th this evening it was four songs we had to choose, so I chose the two that I think I play best on the guitar, um, as I'm a self-confessed not a guitarist, or not the best guitarist. Um, and then two, two of my piano songs, one of which was one of the ones that I was talking about earlier that I co-wrote with a friend from uni. Um, and the other one is just a favourite of... of Everyone that's listened to my music, that's one of the favourites that, that they've said they enjoy. So I chose that one as well. This is probably going to be kind of a broad question as well. What do you like and dislike about the music industry currently? Um, that is quite broad. <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like uh, the sort of manufactured side of things. 
Um, by that I mean obviously your kind of X factor and things like that, where yeah. it's all kind of pre. Well, I believe it's kind of already chosen. Yeah, like it's the winners predetermined. Already, yeah, predetermined. That's the word. <laughs> um, so things like that, I'm not a fan of. But then on the alternative things like the voice, I think is maybe slightly better just because the judges don't see you before they hear you singing, which is nice because obviously a lot of the music industry can be based on what you look like from the get-go. Um, I think that's particularly hard for women at times because yeah. <laughs> I could go on forever about how it's harder for women than it is for men, but no, I, I just mean more that it's difficult um, when you're not a certain body type or yes. partic particular look sometimes. So that's that's probably what I would say is the most difficult thing about the industry. And as a musician, do you ever find it, because of the internet, it's very easy to write a song, put it out there, and it, it's out in the world? Is that Do you think that helps or hinders you? Um, I definitely think it helps. There's a lot of people that have been discovered because the you know, ability to upload your songs and videos onto things like YouTube and Spotify, iTunes is sort of readily available. So it can help a lot of artists get their music out there. Um, but again, you know, things like um, like illegal downloading or whatever, I know that's that can hinder at times because people aren't paying for you know, a solid copy of a CD or whatever yeah. anymore. They just, they can go online and get it. Um, so things like that, like there's, there's pros and cons. There is pros and cons to it. Yeah. Jude, thank yes. you for your time today. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. We're going to play one of your songs. Are you? We okay. are. Which song would you like us to play though? Um, Pass Me By. Pass me by. This is Jude and pass me by. Where can people find out about you online? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Jude Haddon Music and it's Jude, just J-U-D. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is it from this look at the Greenock Uncovered Songwriter Series. And it for the first back episode of the relaunched Peter Greenwood Show podcast, I guess you could say. Although you could probably say it easier than I did, because I mangled that a little bit, didn't I? Let's be honest. What I'm going to do is I'm hoping to do one of these podcasts once a week again, and I'm going to bring you a new interview, but I'm also going to bring you interviews that you may have missed while the podcast was on hiatus. And there's a ton of other projects and future podcasts coming up, so I hope you all will stay tuned and subscribe and do all that stuff that people like to say that I cannot force myself to say, because if you were going to subscribe and like and rate, then you would have done it by now. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it when people do, but I just, it's not in me to ask you to do it. So if you're going to do it, please do it. It would mean a lot to me personally. Anyway, that is it. I'm getting out of here. Until next time, I am Peter Greenwood. Bye, everybody. Bye.